Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. Before moving to Fillmore, California, when I was seven, my family spent a few years in Cedar Falls, Iowa, where I attended kindergarten and first grade. I remember a few days before my first day of kindergarten, my mom walked me through the path that I would take from our house to school and back. We started at our front porch, turned left, headed down one block and across the street, to a massive, beautiful weeping willow tree, turned right and headed one block to school. You could see that weeping willow, both from our house and the school. And so it served as an important reference point for me. It was also a great place to pretend that I was in an enchanted forest or pirate ship or secret garden. In first grade, I remember sitting in the classroom when our teacher opened a large book and showed us pictures of the giant redwoods in California. One of them was so big that a VW bug sat in a tunnel that had been carved through the trunk. And I remember thinking, I'm going to see those trees in person one day. And I did. For several years, our summer camp for the missionettes the girls' program at the Assemblies of God Church where I grew up took place at Heartland Christian Camp in Sequoia National Forest. I could also mention the pines that surround Jenny Lake in the Grand Tetons and the cottonwoods on the big Sycamore Canyon Trail and the eucalyptus trees on the campus of Westmont College in Santa Barbara. Trees have held meaning in my life. Trees hold meaning in Scripture. The psalmist in Psalm 1 and the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 17 use trees to represent people who delight in God's Word, who trust in the Lord, who do the Lord's good and fruitful work, who embrace God's abundant blessings in stark contrast with those who do not. In presenting this clear moral distinction between goodness and wickedness, between the path of righteousness and the path of sinfulness, between that which will last and that which is fleeting, these passages are part of the grand wisdom tradition in Scripture that offers ethical instruction, teaches us how to live our best and fullest life in our present circumstances, how to be someone of integrity, how to be the person our good and gracious creator, redeemer, sustainer made and intends for us to be. These wisdom passages speak to the heart, as Jeremiah writes, which in both 
Jewish and Greco-Roman understanding did not mean simply our emotions, but our whole inner being, our character, our intentions, our disposition. These wisdom passages are about how we live our life right here and now, not about how we earn eternal life in the future. As the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13 and in his letters throughout the New Testament, we are saved in Jesus Christ, the God of all creation in the flesh, God with us and for us forever, God who loves us so much that he joined with us in our humanity, lived a life of grace and truth, showed us and taught us to love suffered and died on the tree of the cross and was buried and on the third day rose bodily from death to life, taking our sin as his own and releasing us, taking our death as his own and freeing us from it forever, bringing us with him into life eternal and abundant, life now and forever. The God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will raise us also. Christ arose and so will we. Christ lives and so do we. As the Apostle Paul writes, Christ is the first fruits, the promise, the assurance of our salvation. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ, not by our own works. Salvation is not something we do. Salvation is what God and God in Christ has already done for us. We don't earn God's grace. We already have God's grace. We are not good in order to gain God's blessing. We are good because God has already blessed us. In the words of Martin Luther, Good works do not make a person good, but a good person does good works. And so in the light of Christ, we read these wisdom passages in the Old Testament not as warnings about what will happen to us after we die based on our good or bad deeds, but as prophetic language challenging us to change right here and now today in how we live our lives in the gift of the present. We might think of them like the ghosts who visit Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas carol. The point is not to show Scrooge the inevitable, terrible fate that awaits him. As Scrooge says, why show me these things if I am past all hope? The point is to get Scrooge to change now, today, which he does the very next morning on Christmas Day for the good of himself and for the good of all the people in his life. And so these wisdom passages have questions for us today. Where is your heart? Which path are you on? Who are you truly following? 
In other words, are you a tree or are you a tumbleweed? Trees are grounded, rooted, steady. There are trees that live for thousands of years. I understand there's a tree named Methuselah in the White Mountains of California that is said to be nearly 5,000 years old. As the authors of our readings for today write, people who delight in God's word are like trees, grounded, rooted, steady. They spend time reading and studying the life-giving scriptures through which God reveals who he is and who we are as God's beloved children. The scriptures that center us in times of distress. I am so grateful that I memorized Bible verses as a missionette that I can now bring to heart and mind indeed. Scriptures that offer us hope for the future and sound practical advice for life in the present. Trees are resilient. A few years ago, I visited the Muir Woods with my sister, and as we were walking through those beautiful, giant coastal redwoods, a sign caught my eye. The title was Family Circles, and it explained that in that spot, some hundreds of years ago, there was a redwood trunk that died. But the tree didn't. The roots survived. And all of those beautiful redwood trees that now circled around that original tree grew from that original's tree, original tree's vibrant roots. People who trust in the Lord are like trees, resilient, they know that God is with them no matter what. They put their faith in God, trusting that God is good and once good for us and is working all things together for good. They have that sense of cosmic okayness. As Richard Rohr describes peace, and so they can face whatever comes. Trees are fruitful, productive, creative. As we experience, every time we go to our fridge or pantry and enjoy apples or dates or cherries or peaches or pears or oranges. There was a sun-kissed plant in Fillmore when I was a kid, and you could still find beautiful orange groves in my hometown. People who turn their hearts out to God and others in love are like trees, fruitful, productive, creative. They use their gifts for the glory of God and create beautiful things and experiences and relationships. They do God's good work in tangible ways. They provide for others and make this world a better place. In contrast to people who are like tumbleweeds. I'm a fan of westerns, 
And so when I think of tumbleweeds, I picture deserted, wind-blown streets in a frontier town where something bad is about to happen, usually a gunfight. And in fact, as I learned doing research on tumbleweeds for this sermon, tumbleweeds grow well where it's barren, in abandoned agricultural fields or vacant lots or by the side of the road. They are an invasive weed, also called Russian thistle. They're an agricultural nuisance, a fire hazard, and they can block roads and driveways. Tumbleweeds are tumbling, not rooted, brittle, not resilient, destructive, not creative. And so the biblical authors use shrubs, chaff, in contemporary terms, tumbleweeds, to represent people who turn away from God's life-giving word, who do not seek our good and gracious Lord's will or way, who turn in on themselves. People who trust in mortals, who believe that they can do it all on their own without God or anybody else, who see themselves as their own moral authority. People who go in the path of the sinful, follow the example of those who are malicious, mocking, unloving, Go along with the crowd in their contempt for God and God's good creation and their fellow human beings. This way, this path, this selfish orientation that turns us in and away from God and others that is groundless and rigid and unproductive is not good for us or for the people in our lives. It is not how we live our best and fullest life. It is not how God intends for us to be. And it will not last. One day, the Lord will bring sin to an end. He will bring the refiner's fire to us all and heal us and the whole creation. One day we will experience the tree of life planted by the streams of living water whose leaves are for the healing of the nations in the glorious garden city of God. Some years ago, Elon Shamir was walking by a tree in his Colorado, Colorado neighborhood that he'd walked by many times before but this time he stopped, and he felt that this tree had some advice for him, advice he wrote down in a poem, which I first read on a bookmark in a gift shop in the L.A. Arboretum in Arcadia, a poem entitled Advice from a Tree. Dear friend, Stand tall and proud. Sink your roots deeply into the earth. Reflect the light of a greater source. Think long term. Go out on a limb. 
Remember your place among all living beings. Be content with your natural beauty. Be flexible. Remember your roots. Enjoy the view. May we be rooted and grounded in God's life-giving word. May we trust the Lord always and experience the resilience of faith. May we produce good fruit in due season, speaking and enacting the good news of life in Jesus Christ. May we be like trees planted by streams of living water. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.